Thank you, Peter. You see, although you wanted to be asleep, we're very glad you're awake. Thank you for, for foregoing your siesta to share time with us. And over to you, Jason. Jason Nardi from beautiful Florence, Frenza. Hi, everybody. Wow, I'm really excited. The last two days, I'm, I've been here two days, but I've, it seems like a week or more. I've been listening, learning, seeing so many things. And th this morning, um, the, uh, the speakers were, were so eloquent and, and to the point I, and, and funny. I don't know if I can be as funny, but um, really, uh, things are moving here. And things are moving all over. Um, and what I'm going to speak about is some of the trends in the new, I, I agree, I don't know what new, new or old, renewed economies, plural, in uh, Europe mainly, but also touching a bit in, in other places. Um, so I come from Europe, Italy, Florence, and Florence, uh, as you might know, is the home of the Renaissance. And it's the home of the Renaissance, but also uh, we invented banks, merchant banks. Yes, it's our fault. <laughs> and actually, uh, these banks and the families behind these banks um, financed wars and financed the um, colonial expeditions that got you here. Um, and they also financed, because they made so much money they didn't know what to do with, all the beautiful buildings, palaces, and art that we have. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, and, and paid for the artists, uh, the uh, Michelangelo's, Leonardo da Vinci, uh, to, to do all these uh, beautiful things. So, we have a, a heritage that um, actually is based on the first capitalist forms of economy. Which is not to say that it's good, but at least something came out of it. Um, and before I start and, and go more into uh, what I wanted to say um, with the slides, uh, I just wanted to react to a few things. One is that um, it's really hard to be cooperative and to build communities because we don't learn to. And our whole school systems and education systems are based on individualistic and competitive learning and education instead of cooperative learning and peer, um, and peer education. So unless we really focus on that as well as all the other things that we have been listening to today, we, we, we won't go that far because it will take much more time to relearn how to cooperate as our generations um, um, are, uh, grow up. Plus, the preoccupying thing, and I have two kids, is that um, they're being raised by algorithms as well. And what will that generate? Um, that's something that, that we should also think about. So, um, the network um, my organization is part of is called RIPES which in French and Spanish and Portuguese uh, spells out network, intercontinental network for the promotion of social solidarity economy, um, which is a network of networks of networks of networks and goes on. 
Where do I have to point? There's a story behind it. Um, it's 20 years old, the global network, but of course the networks which are part of it are even older, and they're based on um, secular forms of uh, cooperative economies. But if we trace back uh, Ripes's history, so a worldwide network, um, the first meeting happened in Peru in 1997, mainly among um, people from Francophone uh, organizations and Latin American ones. Because in Latin America, Brazil, Argentina, um, and other countries, the uh, concept of a solidarity economy emerged together with the uh, uh, liberation pedagogy and theology and philosophy. So, in 1997, they got together and said, okay, let's see if we can join forces um, since many similar initiatives are going on all over the world. And two years later, we had Seattle. You're all aware of the um, first emergence, uh, visible emergence of the global social movements all together, environmental, social, human rights, um, protesting against the World Trade Organization which actually uh, was, in a, in a sense, a victory. Um, although, years later, if we look at it, um, blocking a multi-lateral um, agreement produced many bilateral or trilateral agreements that are even worse. If you think of all the uh, ones that are being negotiated today, trade agreements and not, not only that. But anyway, it was the moment in which uh, this uh, movement uh, came out and the solidarity economy movement as a response with the solutions um, started to build. The meetings, globalizing solidarity, they're called, um, happen every four years. So the next one was in uh, Montreal, um, then in Senegal. So in, in Quebec in 2001, um, Senegal, in, in Africa um, in 2005, then in Europe in 2009, Luxembourg, and Manila was the last one in 2013. So as you can see, all the continents, except Oceania, were um, touched by, by this uh, meeting, which brought together the different forms of new economies or alternative economies. In the meantime, in Brazil, in 2001, the World Social Forum gathering uh, took place, and thereafter, every year or every two years, first in Brazil and then all around the world, also started to, to develop. So as, as uh, the history of alter-economic movements and, uh, unfolded, uh, Repes also built its uh, network worldwide. And finally, um, this last year, with the Brexit, uh, we have uh, Eastern Europe and the Mediterranean that are uh, building as well their, uh, their networks. And incredibly, we're starting to see a UK movement of solidarity economy, a term which wasn't even known or used before a few years, since a few years. So yes, can you switch? Okay, the European part of the network was one of the last ones to emerge. 
in 2009. It was then officially founded in, in Barcelona in 2011. And today it's in 17 countries of the European uh, Union, and not only because there's Switzerland and, well, the UK, which is in the middle. Um, and it has 36 member networks, which are either national networks or sectoral networks or intersectoral networks. And, well, I won't exp explain each one of these, but you can have an idea of all the different forms. Um, we also have a local authorities network for Solidarity Economy in France, RTES, a university network for Solidarity Economy. Um, uh, there's a new municipalist uh, network that is, uh, has been started in, in, uh, in Spain, which is very promising, and many others. So what does this network do? Since solidarity economy and many of these alternative forms of economy are very localized, locally based, so what is a global network? What does it mean? And a European one as well. Well, first thing is to affirm that we want a network not for reform of the neoliberal system or of the market economy, of the debt-driven economy, of the extractive economy, but we want a systemic change. And we need to um, insert democracy into the economy and solidarity. Um, and the second one is to work with all others that have the same kind of push in a transitional way, in a more radical way. But um, we want to work with several kinds of, of movements. So this year was the fourth Congress that we had in Athens, um, and it was called Universe The SSE stands for Social Solidarity Economy. Go ahead. And these are some of the areas in which the uh, network works, through its members, of course. Um, go ahead. I was going to talk a bit about the history or a story. I've always had this thing about the his story, his, his story or whatever. Um, but I'll go through it very quickly because I want to get to some of the examples. So um, we've had a complex story in Europe, um, privatizing the economy, getting out of the welfare system, um, uh, unifying the market, the euro, and now the whole issue on the trade agree agreements. Um, sorry, one back. Yeah, that one. Which generated strong reactions. So since the fall of the wall in Berlin in 1989, and uh, we've had our Seattles in Genova and, and in other places, um, our campaigns and protests at a European level, Movements that have um, come up, a bit like the Occupy Wall Street, we had the Indignados and the Arab Spring, um, and the reactions to the austerity policies, um, especially in Greece, but all the so-called pigs countries, Portugal, Ireland, Italy, Greece, and Spain. So our role is to work on building the alternatives while supporting and collaborating with the resistance. Um, and these alternatives, well, 
you've heard about all of many of them already, so I won't go um, strictly in them. But what we want to do is to bring them together in uh, organic way, if you want, and build pacts um, and solidarity economy zones, if you want, where uh, all of these things are coherent and, and work together. And the, the issue is that solidarity is a word that is a bit ambiguous, at least in the Latin, um, but I think also in, in English. So we see two, two uh, interpretations of solidarity. One is the philanthropic one, which is an unequal relationship in which one stronger part gives to another and creates also dependence. And the other is the strong solidarity. And that's based on a democratic, reciprocal, mutualistic kind of relationship. Um, and that's what we are looking at. Okay, um, I don't have time to tell you about the definitions of solidarity economy and its roots, but all the cooperative movement, union movement, workers' movement, etc., have... Uh, okay, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> have... Um, a, a long history in, in Europe and in many other parts of the world, and we are not reinventing things. We're sort of um, uh, readjusting in, with the modern technologies, with all the uh, philosophy, history, economy, and, and, and thought that came in, in the middle, and um, making a new version, a more holistic version, if you want. Ahead, I just want to show you two or three examples. Um, okay, one. Okay, one. One important thing. Go back. In in solidarity economy, since we've been speaking about growth and what how we redefine uh, growth and success, one of the issues is that there are natural limits in and 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 that growing means someone said it this morning arriving to a certain level of maturity or reaching that limit. Um, so what we mean by growing, or we don't use the word growing actually, is that we scale across and we support the, uh, um, a, a form of cooperation that envisions new uh, enterprises, new initiatives, new practices coming out when you reach that level and you cannot grow beyond because then you will lose the democratic, solidaristic aspect uh, of that form of organization. Just a few examples. Um, we're recreating food supply chains. Some of them are very interesting um, and they're growing really, really fast. Um, one that I have at not even 10 kilometers from my house is a, uh, a farm, uh, which is called the Commons farm, common good farm. It's been occupied by um, students, um, agricultural students, and they're working with the whole solidarity economy network, um, resisting privatization because it's public land, um, but creating new forms of collaboration with old technologies and new technologies. Um, in Greece, a reaction to the austerity measures has been the creation of um, a new health uh, cooperative system uh, with solidarity cl clinics and pharmacies. Still working today. Energy co-ops, very important because the way we rethink being 
prosumers, consumers and producers at the same time um, and being part of members and not just clients of, um, of the utility that you use is very important, as well as the decentralization um, that it brings. Um, and these are really booming all over Europe. Germany is certainly one of the countries ahead, but um, there are many coming out all over. And last, I think, one or two last, um, the circuits, we call them in different ways in the different countries. So we call them in Italy districts of solidarity economy. In France, they call them pôles uh, territoriales de coopération économique, territorial cooperation poles uh, of economy. In, um, in Spain, there are social markets, um, but the essence is the same. Usually a city dimension, or a bit larger, maybe a province, if there is, um, where producers, consumers, distributors, and local authorities, many times, come together, make a pact, and recreate a, a, a market system. And there's a strong influence of the feminist economics um, especially coming from Spain and Italy. Someone mentioned Silvia Federici this morning, but um, that's that the, these are some, and, and the, the, the mayor of Barcelona, Ada Colau, is, comes from the social movements and is one of the, uh, the uh, feminist economists. Finance. We need to work not just on economy, but a lot on finance and move our money, take it out from the corporate financial system and build our financial tools, ethical banks, um, cooperative financial uh, organizations, insurances we have already um, that are built on the cooperative system, etc. So in a nutshell, um, this is some of the things that are happening uh, around Europe and, and the world, and it's really very exciting to see that the same thing is happening here. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>